Welcome everyone, Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity Eagles insider Dave Spadaro along with Chris McPherson and the Eagles continue to get closer to next week's preseason opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and for the first time in this training camp we've got a couple of injuries to talk about hopefully nothing really serious but we want to keep you updated. On Thursday two veterans leaving practice left tackle Jason Peters going down in team drills with a quad injury now, he had a quad injury last year, an injury plagued last season, where he played just over 60% of the snaps in 2015. And then Malcolm Jenkins, with a hamstring injury, he left practice, neither returned. We'll keep you updated, and we hope that they are nothing serious. Still out of practice, running back Ryan Matthews and right guard Brandon Brooks. Chris, what do all of these nagging minor injuries mean for four veterans? I'm crossing my fingers, first and foremost, that it's just stuff that you can get out of the way right now and that's done during training camp and these guys will be fully healthy for the regular season. But for these four veterans, I'm not overly concerned. It's more of you need to develop the depth at these positions. Matt Tobin, he went in at left tackle when Peters went down. You need to find out who's going to be able to possibly be that third tackle here on the offensive line. Who's going to be the third safety? Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod are your first and second guys, obviously. But Ed Reynolds was the guy who went in there today, and that's a position they need to find out more about. So it's really an opportunity. You go back with yesterday and Kenyon Barner getting the added reps of running back. It's a chance for those depth guys to go out there, get some reps with the first-team units, and prove themselves to show that they deserve more of a chance down the line, Dave. Yeah, and Wendell Smallwood, Eagles' fifth-round draft pick, remains out of practice with his injury. Now, we are going to talk to Jim Schwartz in just a bit about the defense, and he was a little salty honestly, after practice on Thursday. But we'll get him in studio here and see how he feels after the afternoon walkthrough. On the offensive side of the ball, Sam Bradford, in his press conference after a good practice. Now, the Eagles' offense really dominated in the red zone, and then the Eagles' defense came back and took it to him a little later in team drills to end the practice. But Bradford has been going against the safety tandem of Jenkins and Rodney McLeod since the spring. And among the things he was asked on Thursday, his impressions of that duo in the Eagles secondary, and he is certainly very impressed. Yeah, I think those guys are playing really well right now. You know, I think it's uh, you know one of the better, if not the best, probably safety duo in the league. Um, you know, it just seems like they cover a lot of range in the back end. You know, whoever's in the middle of the field back there, they're deep, they're rangy, they're covering a lot of ground, they're taking a lot of things away, but. You know, I think the good thing about both those guys is when they come down to play a tight end or a slot receiver, uh, they're tough to beat. I mean, it's not like we look out there and think, oh, that's an easy matchup, you know, how you do it with most safeties. I mean, they're really good cover guys, and I think they've showed it. You know, I think you would much rather have things tough in practice than get to a game and realize, whoa, like practice has been really easy. This is really tough. So, you know, I think as many challenging situations as we can put ourselves during practice, I think it makes you better. Number seven, having a very fine camp. And Chris, let's talk a little bit about, not the offense here, but about the defense and about the secondary. And the Eagles, as we talked about a couple of days ago here, they really have not had an answer at safety since 2008 when Brian Dawkins uh, left after that season. So McLeod and Jenkins, their ability to cover, as Bradford said, what does that do for the rest of the defense? Well, what it's going to do is it allows the other guys to play to their responsibilities and you strengthen and almost have a safety net, so to speak, I'll use a word there, knowing that everything will be cleared up on the back end of the defense. You know the front four is going to attack led by 
Fletcher Cox in the rotation at defensive end. The linebackers are going to clean up the mess and be able to, you know, apply pressure and coverage when necessary. And those corners, look, to play in Jim Schwartz's defense, you have to be physical. You have to be willing to hit. That's why you're seeing guys like Eric Rowe step their game up now that the pads are on and they're taking their game to another level, so to speak. But last year, you asked Malcolm Jenkins to do so many different things where he not only had to play as a deep safety, but he also had to play as a slot cornerback. And you're working in guys like Ed Reynolds and Chris Maragos and adding them to do, asking them to do added responsibilities. It'll just make things a lot easier for the guys at back. And now that you have someone Jenkins and someone McLeod's caliber to compliment them. Well, I will ask Jim Schwartz that very question. What does having these two safeties mean for the rest of the defense in terms of the scheme? So coming up here on Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity, the defensive mastermind of the Philadelphia Eagles, Jim Schwartz in studio. Have you ever pictured yourself with Eagles season tickets? Well, now you can turn that fantasy into reality. Comcast Sportsnet and the Eagles are giving away a pair of tickets for the entire 2016 season. Every week this summer brings you closer to the dream with a new chance to win these seats. It's easy to enter. Just answer this week's poll question and enter at PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Philly. us in studio. Welcome everyone. Defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz in studio. How are you coach? Thanks for coming in. Thanks, good? thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, I want to, something I noticed at practice Jim that I really enjoy watching. It's the camaraderie of the defense. There is a ton of enthusiasm. Uh, everybody really is rallying around each other. Something that you foster, something you encourage, or does it just happen organically? No, I mean you have to talk about it. I mean defense is a team game. Um, it's individual effort within a team scheme, and um, you know everybody has to rely on the next guy next to them, and they got to be happy for the other guy's success. And for us to be successful, um, we got to have a lot of guys play a lot of different roles. So um, yeah, we certainly embrace it, and we we encourage it. Have you seen the physicalness that you want to see from your defense now that the pads are on and there's been a little bit of hitting? Yeah, I mean, let, let's not mistake training camp pads for real pads. I mean, you know, because you're still trying to protect each other. Nobody's mm -hmm. chopping anybody. Nobody's going low on tackles. Nobody's finishing at the quarterback. So even though, you know, we have live periods, you're not, you know, knocking a guy over a pile or, or, or taking a guy's legs or anything like that. So... Let's leave that. I mean, it, it'll, it'll be a different tempo in preseason games, and we all know it's a different tempo once the regular season begins also. So what are you evaluating then? I mean, and just kind of take me through it. If, if the tempo isn't quite there, I mean... Well, the tempo's there. It's okay. just where you were just not as physical as you would be in, in a time when it's a, another opponent. I mean, we, as much as we want to compete, we got to remember these are our teammates, you know, and, and we got to find a way to be physical practice without crossing over the line and there's and there's always a line there you know I mean you can finish a rush and if you had a guy into the quarterback and the quarterback sprains his thumb nobody's happy mm. you know so you know you got you got to you got to govern it a little bit how do you feel about what you've seen um it's training camp we got a lot of work to do 
And that, so, okay, good, good. You're not satisfied at all, I trust. Are, is there a point in, in Yeah, the, in I think the, if, yeah, you, you, you pull 32 offense coordinators, 32 defensive uh, coordinators, 32 special teams coordinators, you're not going to find anybody that's uh, satisfied right now. I okay. mean, that's, that's the nature of training camp. I mean, if you're satisfied now, you're probably on the wrong path. Are there good things that you're seeing that you'd like to share? No. Okay. But 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 there are there are good things, but you have to temper that. You know, you don't want to get too far ahead. You know, and uh, you know, I think everybody can recognize that. You know, you can you can get a little too pleased with yourself in training camp, read a little bit too much. We have to keep our eyes on improving every day and the grind that goes in the training camp. We have to embrace that. If we do, the end will take care of itself. If we start getting happy about it and start patting ourselves on the back, we're on the wrong track. Right, let's let's talk about some of the units uh, up front. Um, very physical group, you know, deep, looks like it's deep and talented. What are you seeing from the defensive line group as a whole? Well, we're going to need it to be deep and talented because we're going to wave guys up front. We're going to bring guys out of the bullpen, and, you know, they don't need to be throwing 82 out of the bullpen. Mm -hmm. They need to be throwing 99, 100. And uh, for us to be successful, we're going to have to have contributions from, you know, six, seven, eight guys up front. Um, that's, 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 you know, lifeblood of what we do. I like where those guys are going. It's It's been a big change for them. More than any other position group, they had to change their technique, change philosophically what was expected of them. They were at the line, two-gap team that wasn't, you know, they didn't want penetration, and they really weren't asked to pass rush very much, to being asked to, you know, attack and penetrate and be the engine that uh, drives our pass rush. So uh, it's, a lot's been asked of those guys, and you know we're still a work in progress. But you know we have some talented guys up there, and I like where we're going. And Chris Wilson, I mean, he's got his guys. They play with they grin ear to ear when you tell them to go. I think that's what a defensive lineman wants to hear, right? Go, go get the football, not two gap. Well, yeah, go get the football. You can go get the football when you two gap too. But you know you want to be the hammer, not the nail. You want to take the fight to them. You know, not sit on the line of scrimmage. I think they all recognize that and they all embrace that, and it makes it easier to coach them for sure. Interesting group of cornerbacks with some players that you're familiar with in the past, some players who have been here, some young players, some new players. How have you seen that group kind of come along since the spring? You know, we're going to rely a lot on those guys also. If you have guys, it's a little bit like I say, if you can rush with four and you can blitz on your own terms rather than having to blitz, it opens up so much you can do in coverage. And if you have corners that can cover and you can trust them out there on an island, it opens up so much that you can do run fit wise and blitz wise and everything else. So. Um, you know, we're going to need to see those guys, um, you know, not just in training camp, but in the preseason games. There's great competition out there. we got a good mix of veterans and young players there. Um, you know, they're asked to play a little bit different technique than they played last year, but I think bottom line is we got guys that want to challenge receivers. Yeah, physical. And, and mentally they seem like they're really into it too. Like, you know, don't hang your head if you get beat. Just get back up there and... Well, we're still a work in progress yeah. there. I mean, there's, I mean, it's, it's, um, we still have a ways to go there to being resilient and putting a bad play behind you. Bad plays are going to happen. You know, I mean, there's, it's a little bit like basketball in the NBA. You can cover LeBron all day. You know, he's going to make a couple shots. And if you hang your head when he makes one, you're not going to play defense well the next time. You got to come back and go. And we got to encourage those guys to, um, you know, play sort of wide open a little bit, and not get conservative, and not. You know, just defend, you know, deep and give up too much stuff in front. Malcolm and Rodney at safety are getting glowing reports since the time that we acquired them here, and you've spoken highly of them. And I'm wondering, when you have safeties of that caliber, how does that help you just in terms of 
the other things you can do in coverage? Because Eagles have had a real hard time here with the safety situation since 2008 when Brian Dawkins left. So does it really make a big difference in terms of the flexibility you have or the versatility or the X's and O's that you can throw out Yeah, there? I think versatility and flexibility are good words to use when you talk about those guys. Both of them have played corner in the past. Both of them were corners in college. So when it comes to matching a third wide receiver, you don't have to match with nickel and feel like, or if you, if you don't match with nickel, you don't feel like you're mismatched. One of those guys can go down and cover a third wide receiver. Allows you to do a lot more blitz-wise. Um, you know, both of those guys are good tacklers. They can play in the box or they can play deep. Um, you know, it's tough to try to hide a one-trick pony at safety, and um, neither of those guys is a one-trick pony. Um, and they're, they're veterans, young veterans, but they're veterans. They do a great job of communicating. They hustle. They set the tempo for practice. Um, couldn't be more pleased with those guys. At middle linebacker Jordan Hicks, year number two in the NFL. And with the Eagles, he has to take over the defense as a leader and also from the mental standpoint. You spoke about the mental standpoint and lining up people on Thursday morning at practice after practice. How about from the kind of being the leader of the defense as a middle linebacker, we kind of look at him as that kind of guy. Is he that kind of guy? Yeah, you know, you get, you get a lot of different leaders of the defense. I mean, I think that everybody has played within their own personality. And um, he does have some responsibilities for making calls, um, you know, being – you know, getting the front lined up and things like that. But, you know, that's part of his job. Mm -hmm. um, you know, let's not give him any gold stars for that. I mean, that's what he's, that, that's, that's what he has to do. And, you know, it's really not that tough. Jordan's smart. He, um, he gets it. And uh, he'll do a fine job in there. What are you seeing from linebacker, from those three, Nigel and Michael and Jordan, and then the rest of the group, the linebackers, who some outside have questioned if there's enough depth here? Well, I think there's probably 31 other teams that are questioning their depth at just about every position. I mean, that's life in the NFL. Um, but, you know, I, I think it was important to bring Najee Good back. And I think, um, you know, he's a guy that has, you know, started at times and, and can fill in a lot of different positions, can play Mike, can play outside. Um, you know, our, our, we're still a work in progress like a lot of other positions. There's good competition there. Special teams play a big role in um, backup linebackers, you know, because they're not just sitting there waiting for their turn and not doing anything. They're out there covering kicks. So, you know, they're going to have to prove that they can accomplish that while they're still developing as linebackers. I, I would love to get the all-encompassing, hey, Jim, how's this guy coming along? Who's standing up? But I know that you're not, you're not going to talk about that. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to ask this. At what point do you feel as a coach that you've, You've got a real handle on what you have as a, as a defense. Is it three games into the regular season? Is it after well, we, six? Well, we better know before that oh, okay. because those first those first two count. Right, but isn't it kind of a learning? Um, You're still learning as you go for that, that first mm, couple. You know, you learn as you go through OTAs and mini camp and training camp. That's part of what we do here. Is we're trying to find um, you know what the play what fits the players best. What's the best combination of of calls. Every team's got a little different personality. Every defense has a little different personality, different strengths, different weaknesses. Um, it's up to us to identify those, to try to minimize our weaknesses and try to emphasize our strengths. And, you know, that's why we're out here every day. They're, you know, not just out here, you know, um, you know just trying to accomplish a scheme. As we watch, we're trying to figure out as coaches, hey, this is our personality. This is what we're good at. This is what we can hang our hat on. Um, yeah, that, that opener counts. The first yeah. two games count. Oh, we, right. we, we're not waiting until the season to find out, um, you know, try to find out about Preseason games obviously make a big big difference between a preseason game and a 
And yeah, you know, I mean, we want to win every game for preseason games, but that is a, that is a good time to evaluate. And it's good. Not you're not just evaluating the players; you're evaluating the players within the scheme, like mm -hmm. I said, and, and what they're good at and what best fits us. So, you know, that definitely that definitely plays a part of it. But obviously, uh, you know, those games aren't on your resume, so to speak. Right. Well, Jim, thanks so much. Yeah, Appreciate thanks for having Jim, me. Jim, Jim Schwartz in studio here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. say crazy, I say crafted. You say savage, I say practiced. Crazy, crafted, savage, practiced. Let's run that whole thing back. You say unbelievable, I say achievable. You say incredible, I say inevitable. Unbelievable, achievable, incredible, inevitable. Let's run that whole thing back. Carbs to compete, electrolytes to replenish. Have you ever pictured yourself with Eagles season tickets? Well, now you can turn that fantasy into reality. Comcast Sportsnet and the Eagles are giving away a pair of tickets for the entire 2016 season. Every week this summer brings you closer to the dream with a new chance to win these seats. It's easy to enter. Just answer this week's poll question and enter at philadelphiaeagles.com slash Philly. Mix and match any two for just $2.50 on McDonald's McPick 2 menu. Choose from a McDouble, McChicken sandwich, six-piece chicken McNuggets, or small fries. I'm loving it. We welcome you back. It's Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity. Dave Spadaro along with Chris McPherson. We heard from Jim Schwartz who, let's be honest, is never going to be satisfied with this Eagles defense until we're going down Broad Street or up Broad Street hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. No question. And I like that attitude. Nothing is, there's no happy times here. It's a grind in training camp. Get better every single day. He, he represents Philadelphia so well. Yeah. He has the right mentality. He said this is the best place to coach and more importantly win. And he's been on the sideline for some interesting games against the Eagles over the years. Snowball, yeah, 2013. Sure. So he saw the passion from the fans firsthand yeah. there. And now he gets to have that on his back because yeah. everyone knows fans love the defense yeah. here in Philadelphia. And he's, a, he's from Baltimore, so he understands that East Coast <laughs> thing. And it is all about defense with his football team and a long way to go for the Eagles D. And we're getting closer and closer to the weekend. Chris, what do we have on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and our digital network tomorrow? So that phenomenal interview you just did with Jim oh, Schwartz, that will be available on demand for everyone out there. Following Friday's practice, Doug Peterson will meet the media. We will carry that live on PhiladelphiaEagles.com as well as the mobile app. Make sure you download it if you haven't already. So that will be available for fans as well. And Dave, how well did you know your roommate? That's a question that we're going to ask two of the Eagles rookies. The rookies, they're sequestered at the team hotel during training camp, you know, a lot of quality time with one another. So two players in rookies, Jalen Mills and Dylan Gordon, look, they have an unfair advantage because they play together at LSU. Right. So we'll ask them certain questions and find out just how well they know you, one another. And you can find that on our social network, right? No question about it. All you right. can find that right now. And again, we are one week away. You can watch Dave on the sidelines during the broadcast, the Eagles Network broadcast of the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Yes. Broadcast on Comcast Sportsnet and Cozy TV next Thursday from Lincoln Financial Field. We thank you for joining us here on Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity for Chris McPherson. I'm Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. <laughs>